It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. Podcast people time. What's up, Al? Oh, hi there, Jerry. I have a couple things. I have uh, some screen grabs and some direct messages I wanted to get to you. You remember yesterday? Direct we were... messages from the females? No, no. These are direct messages from. Remember we talked yesterday about, I said on uh, Instagram, I'm getting these oh, yeah, yeah. follows yes. from fake uh, women yes. that then send me an e- a direct message saying, hey, where have we? I feel like I know you. Where have we met? And I said, should I respond to those? Yes. And see what's going on. So a couple different things. Um, Mike Torts sends to me, Jerry. He says, don't engage with the fake Instagram accounts. My brother had a crazy experience lately with that. Ended up being extorted by Nigerians. What? Yeah. Like legit extorted. Legit extorted by Nigerians. Then I got another message. Just just, get off all this crap. I think about that all the time. Like when I get... I, I, every single day I get messages about my Amazon Prime account yeah. shutting down, that they're going to shut me down, fake. And then I get these other, like, uh, uh, here's your receipt for Geek Squad, $328 for uh, antivirus. And they want you to call and go, I didn't know. And now they got the, you. Now you're extorted by Nigerians, Amazing. according to this person. Frankie D said, just listen to the postgame podcast. I searched this on Reddit. Okay. The, uh, and found uh, he found a a thread about people saying what is the end game for these fake women accounts, and they said that the end game mostly is they just start talking to you, being friendly to you, a little bit flirty with you, and then they want to sell you Bitcoin oh. or some sort of cryptocurrency. Oh, I thought it was going to be they get a, as they get flirtier. Now they got screen grabs of you doing things you probably shouldn't with a female if you are engaged with. Well, that's a woman. interesting. That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. No, this one it seems like like the end game is to try to get you to invest in some sort of crypto scam. Okay. All right. What is what, what so is this, wrong with? People? I don't know. This is what's going on. I was so wanting to engage with them. Humans are scum. But I don't want to be. Um, what do you call it? Uh, extorted by a Nigerian? No. No, you don't want to be taken advantage of. No, I don't. And I don't want them to have some sort of access to my computer, Jerry. I know, I know. It really is scary stuff. I was thinking about this. Did you, were you, before, do you, either before the internet, Jerry, or when the internet was uh, young, younger, did you have favorite columnists and columns that you looked forward to coming out? For example, just to get your brain started on this, for example, Bill Simmons, when he had ESPN page two, mm-hmm. when the Bill Simmons uh, blog would come out or column, I guess this was more of a blog, it was tremendous. I remember I was working at NEW, so I had to be back in 2001. I would print that thing out the second it came out, 
it was just pages and pages. It was funny. It was great yeah. writing. Were there was there anybody like that no. that you remember? No, well, I only read the newspapers. And I, to me, the col I didn't. I never read columnists. What about? Let me give you this one. What about Rick Riley, Sports no, Illustrated? Not interested. Really? I was never, and that was the back page, right? Back page. I was, always thought it was. I great. remember people that couldn't wait for their SIs to come out for the yes. Rick Riley column. I remember a couple of times I went to it. I was like, eh. didn't do it for you. No, because I don't care for other people's opinions. <laughs> no, I don't mean. I, <laughs> we don't need your opinions. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't mean it in that way. One of my. It's funny. I love sports radio, and I hate sports radio. I don't like the lack of accountability when a sports radio talk show host who looks like he never played the game criticizes world-class athletes that can play the game at a very high level. That having been said on a part-time basis, I've become that on a fill-in uh, level. Right. Um, but I, I – it's – how do you describe it? It would be like – there, in a lot of cases, yeah, we can see with our own two eyes what should be and what shouldn't. But I also know, having been on the inside, looking at coaches' film with coaches and them explaining why things that look so bad failed, and you realize it wasn't the coaching. It's the guys not executing the plays. So it's like I've seen both sides of it, and it drives me crazy. And to hear opinions from people that didn't play and like columnists, like I just give me the facts. Yeah. My own two eyes. I'll make I'll form my own opinion. So I never really read anybody. Like I didn't read Lupica. Right, Mike Lupica. I never did. I never read Gary Myers. Um, unless it was more of a piece about the game. Like a Tuesday like a Gary Myers after a Sunday game. That's fine. Monday morning. There may be some opinion in it, but it was a lot about the game. All good. I don't want to read a Thursday piece. I just I don't. What about and and I I know he still <clears throat> does it, but again, 20 years ago when he was doing it, it would seem different and entertaining and interesting to me was Peter King's Monday morning quarterback. People go goo goo gaga over it. And I do think that is probably a better piece because I don't necessarily know. Yeah. I don't read it every week, but I I do read his, his column from time to time. um, And he's more informative. I feel like Peter King is the investigative NFL reporter that goes and gets you answers. That no one else does. Yeah. So he probably, that, that's a good one. Yeah. Because I don't know that I seek it out, but when I do see it, I do take the time to read it. Now, would you read the, you said you would read the papers. Which papers locally would you read in, in New Jersey? Well, it depends on the time. Would you go Star-Ledger, News yeah, Tribune? So before I started working here, um, it was always the Asbury Park Press and the Star-Ledger. Those were the two papers. Once I started working here and was in New York every day, that's really when I started reading the Post and the Daily News. And that was, you know, going to... I remember with I, with Imus back in the day, we would have to go down and pick up the... And we don't get... And for anybody out there that doesn't know, we don't get newspapers here anymore. Everything's on the computer, understandably so, why we wouldn't get them. But in 1997, I would have to go down and get the newspapers when I was filling in on that show. We would get, for the Imus in the Morning program, ready for this? The New York Times, and by the way, multiple copies of each one. The New York Times, there would be three copies, Newswriter, Imus, and Charles McCord. We would get the USA Today, three copies, same thing. The New York Post, seven copies. The Daily News, seven copies. We would get the Washington Post, Post. I think it was. Yep. One, I think it was one for Charles, 
and we would get the early edition of the L.A. Times. Like all of those newspapers, I know, oh, and the Star Ledger, we always got too. The stack of papers we used to get every day was insane. Um, and I, this is how I remember it too. Alperns was the distributor for the paper because they came wrapped and it said, you know, courtesy of Halper, Alperns, you know, have a great day. And it had the list of all the papers that was on it that we were supposed to receive. Um, but to answer your question, press, star ledger, home, started working here, posting the Daily News. Do you remember a columnist? He was either... He, now, I know he was based, I believe, at the Washington Post, but he had a syndicated column during football season in the newspaper. And I used to read it on, it was Thursdays or Fridays, and it was very funny. And Mitch Album? No. Oh. Uh, Norman Chad. Yeah. Do you remember him? Yeah, I never read him. I, I remember Norman Chad used to be, if I remember correctly, would be on that ESPN show from time to time. Oh, he was, the reporter or whatever it is. Around um, the horn? I think he was on like as a fill-in. Yeah, I know he and Kornheiser were friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, who was sense. also at Washington Post. Yeah, I just was remembering those like and and it's so funny, like I have no interest in Bill Simmons anymore. Yeah. Like zero. And how I used to look forward to that column. Yeah. Or blog, whatever it was. Because he used to do fun stuff. I would like even things I wasn't interested in. Like he sure. was a Boston based guy, so he would do like he would be like, here's how the Boston Celtics are like the staff of the office. Okay. And then he'd compare player, you know, this player is like uh, Dwight. This mm -hmm. player is like Michael Scott. And it was just a fun, I used to really look forward to it. I don't feel like I have that anymore. Where, how about Dave Barry, the humor columnist? No. Never read him. No. He, I found him funny as well. The, I don't have that anymore with any of these I never guys. had an I never had it. Yeah. The, the one guy I used to read for, um, I think he used to write. For the Cowboys, uh, maybe you used to be able to get like a team newspaper. Yes. So it was like one or two years I actually did the subscription and I would get the Cowboys Weekly or whatever the hell it was. And I'm pretty sure Calvin Watkins wrote in that when he was young, younger. Pretty sure him, which is why when I booked him to come on my CBS Sports radio show this summer during the during August for the preseason or whatever, he was supposed to come on and pump his book and he didn't show up. I was so excited to have him Aww. on. He no showed you, uh, but I I remember reading him years ago to get like my cowboy fit, but I just never had a, for lack of a better term, there was never a connection or a relationship with like a columnist or honestly, Al, it sounds horrible, and this is you know this old fanboy, my it was this radio station, it really was. I got all my news from. The updates, I got all my news from listening to Mike and Chris every day. I got all my news from listening to Steve Summers at night. I wasn't... You you, you didn't need any information wasn't anywhere it, else. No, it no. got all covered here. Yeah, you got the best interviews here. Like, you wanted to hear from the head coaches, Mike and Chris, 5 o'clock Tuesday or Wednesday. You want to hear from the quarterbacks, like Boomer Esiason, Friday at 5, sometimes Monday at 5. You know, they had Kurt Warner on every week. Then it was Eli Manning every week. Um, you know, Bruce Cosley used to go on every week. Some of those hockey interviews were legendary. I know that sounds funny to you now, but, you know, Colin Campbell back in the day with the Rangers would come on every couple of weeks. They put Mike Milbury on, and Russo would, like, I don't want to say mock him, but basically be like, you know, there was one, I think, where he said, you know, how, why are you signing people? Shouldn't you be fired? <laughs> like, like, wow. Well, that was also a different time, I think, for – because the the media wasn't saturated, there weren't sure. a million podcasts, a million shows. Agreed. 
radio shows. Now there's sports radio in every market. Yep. A lot of markets have two sports radios. Yeah. Occasionally there's three sports radio stations in a market. You have all these podcasts from people that are now have a name from yeah. either their podcasting career or they came from sports. Uh, so, and then when athletes and coaches do interviews, everything they say is chopped up into a soundbite, made into a headline. Back then, I think when you were listening to Mike and Chris, they weren't doing as many radio interviews. There weren't many to do. And I don't think they were as cautious with their words. Well, because it wouldn't go around like it right. does now. Now, if you say something stupid, within five seconds, the whole world sees it on social media. Right, and I think that's why you get Daniel Jones on Kay Adams being boring and saying nothing. Yeah, there, there was one time. I, I should have played it, actually, um, but I forgot to get it. She said, so what are you being for Halloween uh, next week, Daniel? A politically correct NFL quarterback. <laughs> and she, I don't think she said politically correct. She said, no, it was socially a socially aware yeah. Giants quarterback not allowed to say anything. And he's like, well, I'm trying. <laughs> like, yeah. Right, that's what it is now. But there are guys that will just let it fly. Yes. He's not one of those guys. He is not. There's not many of them. No. I remember even back when I listened to Jim Rome in the late 90s, and he would have, he would he was never getting big name guests because right. they wouldn't go on, just like they wouldn't go on Howard Stern, and now they do. Sure. But... So he would have on guys that were not like the main guy on a team, but was a guy who was a great talker and was actually saying stuff, sure. which I always liked better than the star player. Because yeah, they the star, said more. The star player can be awful. Yeah. There was a guy with the Jets. His name was Calvin Pace back in oh, like yeah. 07, 08, 09. He was a linebacker. He was a quote. I mean, if you had him on in this day and age, he would go viral with the things he would say. He was funny. He was smart. And he didn't even give a crap who he insulted. He was going to tell you what he thought. That was the, I remember telling. I think I even told you when because when you guys had Thomas Jones on and when yeah. you guys, I remember. T I think I told you we weren't really close or anything, but like this is the guy you got to get. And no one ever around here ever put him on, and he was tremendous. Yeah, and he was a good player too. Right, he was a good player. I remember the name. Yeah, got a uh, email, Jerry, from a man named Dan D, and this is really for. You, Jerry. Okay. Oh, hi there. I have a selfish request for a podcast topic. I am from Connecticut originally, but have been living in San Diego oh. for the past six years. Listen to this dumb move. I am moving back to Connecticut. Oh, no. In a few weeks, but don't want to end up there permanently. I work remotely, and my fiance is a travel nurse, so we plan on bouncing around the East Coast in 2024. Oh, that's fun. To see where we ultimately want to end up. Uh, San Diego. <laughs> I know Jerry has been to a lot of these smaller cities, bigger college towns while traveling with Rutgers. You guys have spent some time talking about uh, some time talking about them. Could you ask him his top three cities and highlight why? On the East Coast? Thinking like a car ride or very short flight from Connecticut. I feel like a lot of people are leaving the larger cities, so it could apply to a decent amount of your audience. So I wonder where in see, Connecticut's not a big state, but it's long up and down the East Coast, as you know. When you yeah. drive up to Boston, you go to Mohegan Sun, you see how long Connecticut can be. But, like, places that you've been with Rutgers. Well, it's funny. Nowhere. Yeah. It's more with Columbia. Oh, Up and down Columbia. the East Coast like crazy with Columbia. Um, Providence, Rhode Island is cool. I think, you know, 
there's a city feel, but it's small. But there's an area where you can feel like you're in a city, and the suburbs are very nice. I've been there many times with Brown, um, and the hotel we stay at, or used we stay at the hotel we used to stay at, was in a very nice area. Um, I'm trying to think where what what do you say within an hour's drive of Connecticut or flight short flight? Well, I mean, hell, a short flight could be uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, but you've never been. Have you been to Charlotte? Oh yeah. Yeah, been to Charlotte, been to Myrtle Beach. What? Uh, um, what about the North Carolina? What did you? Which ones do you like that you that you've been to? Um, I stayed in a place named Matthews, North Carolina. I was only there for four days. I guess it was maybe maybe four. It was four days. A friend of mine moved down there, and that is amazing. I mean, it's it's a lot of transplanted New Jersey and New York people, um, mostly new developments, a lot of brand new construction with the strip malls and, and, um, and restaurants and eateries and things of that nature. That place was really cool. And if I remember that was probably only 30 minutes from Charlotte. So well, maybe even 25 minutes from Charlotte. So close to the airport, you know, you're, you're South, but you don't feel like you're in Louisiana. Yeah. Um, and, and weather wise, my friend says, yes, a hurricane from time to time, but no different than here. And no snow other than you might wake up one morning in January with half of an inch of snow on the ground and you're teeing off by 11 a.m. and it's 55 degrees. Mm. So it, it's like three seasons there. There's just not winter. You get a chilly fall, maybe a chilly spring, and then you get a beautiful spring, summer, and a beautiful fall, and there's never winter. So if you're that talking about a nice. short flight, yeah. I really do recommend uh, the suburbs of, of uh, Charlotte. You ever been to Charleston, South Carolina? Yes. Ke- yes, Kiowa Island. I've heard right. good things about that. Beautiful. Now, it's a little farther now because if you go to... You can now you're f- going another state down. Yeah, and, f- and south, like more towards Georgia. Still a short flight. Not an hour, but a short flight. We went to Kiowa Island, South Carolina, which we flew into Charleston and drove... 30 minutes, I want to say, I think around 30 minutes to get to where the golf community was. But we drove through my, I remember my dad was really into this. It just looks cool. Like old Savannah, not Savannah, but it was like that old Southern feel to it. People seem pleasant. That was nice. I didn't stay in Savannah, but we drove through it. We stayed about 25 minutes out of it. You ever been to Delaware? Yes, but not staying only to play a baseball game and drive through. I feel like I've read somewhere and I know I could easily just look this up, but that I've heard like Delaware doesn't have bad winters. Is that possible? Because they're a little more south of us. I mean, they're not that much. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Does Philadelphia have bad winters? Yes. Same as us. Yeah. Philadelphia is five minutes from Delaware. Oh, the hell was I reading? I don't know. Now, I will tell you, it's a very um, overlooked coastal state. Yes. I know Eric Very Spitz, overlooked. They would go on vacations. I'm like, why are you going to Delaware? He'd be like, you want to see some pictures of the beach? Beautiful. Like, But who would ever think to go there? Yeah. It doesn't get much play. I saw a guy on Instagram yesterday saying, now he did it as the top five places to retire, but really it's it's – Top five places to live if you want to look at like downtowns, uh, taxes, and home prices. That's always what they look look sure. at. Yeah, yeah. So number one, he still had as Florida. Okay, but in the top five, he had Georgia. Yeah, 
Georgia's gorgeous. And Mississippi. And I've seen Mississippi pop up Interesting. on a couple different places. Mississippi of coastline? Mm, I don't think so, right? Because it's Florida, Louisiana, Texas, no? Is that right, Eddie? Oh, there's a little piece of coastline in Mississippi? Okay. But just like um, when they don't tax your yeah. different uh, accounts that you might have. And, it's uh, so, as we get tax, older, like yeah. these are things we really That does think matter. It, because New Jersey, you get murdered. New York, you get murdered. Connecticut, the same thing. I think Delaware is a good tax state. I think it's why all the credit card companies yeah. are in Delaware because of the business tax laws. I also think, it, do you think it would be, if you were to move out of the state, Yeah. do you think it would be cool to just start at a place completely different or would it be cool to go to a community like your friend is in North Carolina where there are a lot of New Jersey, New York transplants um, to have some of that feeling of your old home. Right. Best of both worlds yeah. because you can go out on a football Sunday and you know there's going to be giant fans and right. fans there. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I think both is pretty neat because at the end of the day, when you walk out of that restaurant, you're still in Matthews, North Carolina. Yes. And Newark Airport is not 40 minutes away. New York City is not 40 minutes away. There are no subways. It's just it's just nicer. But there is so we've always talked about this. There is something very appealing to me about going somewhere that is so foreign and new. That's kind of cool too. Like going to move to Australia. Yeah, or New Zealand, or not that I'm ever going there, but or 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 like when I go, he mentions going away with Rutgers. When I do go to places like Iowa City, and forget when it's, we go in the winter, yes, but we go almost every year. There was one year where it was 65 degrees out there, unusually warm, and it was awesome. And I'm sitting there like, this is so simple. The the neighborhoods were new. It was nice. Now, what are you going to do? Well, I remember saying, no, there's no big city nearby, but there were movie theaters and bowling alleys and golf courses and beautiful malls and great restaurants. And I'm like, well, what the hell do we do home? Just because we, like, we have the beach. I think I went to the beach twice this year. I went to the beach in Texas this year more than I went in New Jersey. Right. But yet we sit there and say, well, we can't move there. There's no ocean. Why not? Get on a plane and go to Texas. <laughs> it's like. It is weird how we, we choose sometimes. Now, I think ultimately we live where we live, obviously, because our family is where we started from yeah. here, where you started, where then you get married and your wife's family's from there. But these other reasons where, like, you go to the beach when you never go, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. I, I agree. Now, we used to go a lot um, when the kids were small. I mean, Kim would take them to the beach, I, I would say, at least once a week. So maybe sometimes twice. But once a week, she took them to the beach. like, And it was really convenient having the beach for us 14 minutes away to go to Seabright. And it was, uh, well, actually, yeah, about 14 minutes. So that was great. Um, as we've gotten older and the kids don't want to go to the beach. Right. They want to play golf instead or they want to hang out with their friends or just use the pool with their friends. It's like, we don't need to be by the beach anymore, even though we like it. And I do like, I love going out to dinner on the ocean and sitting outside. That's all cool. But ultimately, I don't know why I'm staying here. You know? Correct. Like, there, I'm sure there are communities in Billings, Montana that are gorgeous. But how would we know? Would never know. Of course you would. That's the thing. Right. Never know. Mm-mm. So That's why you... I'm always amazed, like, when people come from another country. Mm-hmm. Like, you might say, like, I know, uh, like, where Eddie lives in Edison, New Jersey, where I initially grew up in Island, New Jersey. 
There's a very large Indian population. Okay. There. And then you'll also, like when I was in Indiana, there was a town there that had a large Indian population. I always wonder how did they end up there? Yeah, of like when you go, I'm going to to the United States. How do you pick where you're going? Now I could also see, like in Edison, where Eddie lives, and Islin, New Jersey. I was there when it slowly mm -hmm. became a large Indian population. And the downtown starts to turn into Indian businesses sure. and restaurants. That would be something that would be like, oh, I want to go live there because they have Indian restaurants. They mm -hmm. have. so. But how but, do you start that? But to be the initial person that's going to go, I'm going to uh, come from this foreign country and go live in Terre Haute, Indiana. Right. And let's be, uh, let's be honest about this, too. Where the residents there probably don't want you there. Right. To be the first. Which is a crappy thing to say, but probably very true. Yeah. So yeah, it takes it takes balls is what it takes. I had Jerry, one of my big regrets. I had so many ideas for businesses where I was going to um my business. Did you just was, say I have so many regrets? Yeah. <laughs> business ideas. Okay. That I had mm -hmm. when I noticed a large Indian population moving in to Edison and Islin. And I was like, I'm going to come up with business ideas. That will attract these people to my business. Sure, sure. And I never did my my best one I had, and I never did it. And it was years later. It was when video stores, VHS first came out. And I said, I should open up what I was calling an Indian video store where I get movies like from India. Like Bollywood in, movies. Where I, yeah. I import VHS tapes from India, yep. and I rent them out. And then I thought, when I'm going out of business, I sell all of my tapes. All right, so... The, and I never did it. And then no. years later, there's an Indian video store and right sure on they, the corner. And I'm sure they did great. The problem was you probably had to come up with $80,000 to start it. <laughs> Correct. Like and it's, I was always, it's always easy to say you have the regret. But before yes. you have that regret, like, go back and ask yourself why you didn't pull the trigger. Right, because I was... Uh, 19 that didn't have eighty thousand dollars sitting there to do it <laughs> going to middlesex county college with right. working at drug fair right yeah and, and if i you, needed an investor yeah i mean and a lot of people need investors you know what's hard to get from investors though money cash because they have to actually believe in what you're doing and they need to see the return and then when now when i would if you ever go to metro park train station again large indian population all of the billboard ad advertising at the train station is for these direct TV packages from India. Sure. It oh, makes total sense. I missed the boat. And that's just marketing to what your audience is in that right. area. Cricket. Makes a ton of sense, yeah. Get the cricket channel. You said that. You said we should start a cricket league. Yeah, here. Why yeah. not? Could. No, what am I you, doing you gotta about You got to rent it? the fields. Nothing. You have to rent the fields. And get equipment. Like you could, 100% could do that if you got the field permits and you were ready and, and got the insurance because someone's got to cover it, which ain't going to be cheap. If you got the field permits and the, here's what you would need, field insurance, the, I'm sorry, field permits, the insurance, you would need a website, you would need the program for the scheduling. Yes. Um, you would need to set up a real business LLC. Like all of that doesn't sound like much. What I just gave you, is thousands of dollars, not $80,000 by any stretch. Alan Jerry's Cricket League. You want to do it? We'll do it. I actually have a cool idea for a league. Oh, is that right? Don't yeah. give it away on this thing. I won't. I'll tell you off there. I want to know what you think about it. All right. It. 
It's very traditional, but there's a wrinkle to it. Mm. And I actually want to do it. When I was working at the JFK hospital in the pharmacy, one of my favorite things about working there was when someone would come over from India mm -hmm. to move to United States and they'd start working in the hospital and watching how quickly they became American culturized. No, oh, sure. Where first they were, it was amazing how quickly. They probably enjoy it. Oh, loved it. The freedom of doing what you want. And, and it was so fun to see like a strict yeah. person slowly turn into. Hey, by the way, where is so-and-so? He's an hour and a half late. <laughs> yes. He's been early every day. <laughs> oh, overslept, sorry. Oh, you fit right in. Right. It's <laughs> like the rest of us. So hilarious. That is funny. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up. Are we going for lunch? What are we doing? We're going to go to lunch. 12 o'clock? We sure. We're staying in the city today. We have the Marconi Awards, Jerry. And uh, we're staying in the city. We're going to go some lunch. We're going to go take naps separately. We're going to meet you up get at in our this... room before 4 o'clock? I think the check-in's at 3. So oh, we helps. figure we go an hour early. Yeah. And then sit there and wait for it to open. And if yeah. not, go to the bar. Go to the bar. Exactly. Jerry. That'll help fall asleep. Warm-up show next. Sit. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. It is good! good! Yeah! Lawrence Kynes has kicked the Giants to the Super Bowl! After missing at the end of regulation, and Tynes runs into the tunnel to our right, and the New York Giants are going to Super Bowl 42. In overtime, they beat the Packers 23-20. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, but it might for fellow Phillies fans around here. What's up, the Eddie Scazzari? Nice to see you, and across from me, the fraud himself. I don't get this. I don't get him. He's a Phillies fan, and he comes to work wearing a Mets hat today. His name is Al Fraud Dukes. What's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Well, season's over. So I'm season's over. Fan. Back to the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> Screw the Phillies. Screw the city of Philadelphia and their fans. Did you see any of the pitches last night, I or watched, just the highlight package? I watched the highlight package. And, you know, they go down one nothing. the Phillies do in the first inning. And then, when who's it, Brom? Brom? Boom. Boom. Philly fan. Wow. <laughs> he hits that home run. I go, okay, tide turned. What's his first name? Michael Bones. <laughs> Bones. Alec Bohm. Alec Bohm. Yeah. When he hits the home run to tie it, I think crowd back into it, Jerry. Yeah. They got the long And then they ball, took the lead. Took the lead. Yep. Gave the lead back. Here's what ticked me off, and this has been bothering me for many years of watching baseball, Jerry. 
you're a baseball coach, so you're going to give me the real reason for this. But okay. Visually, it never makes sense. All to right. Me. Yep. Scores tied at two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Diamondbacks hit a ball to right field where Mr. Nick Castellanos, Castellanos. comes up with Philly it. Philly fan. He comes up with it. The announcer even goes, he's got a rocket of an arm. Guns one home to get the runner. Cut off. Why? I don't I don't know. I can't answer that. I don't know. All they ever do is cut balls off. They cut the ball off to get the batter, who's now between first and second. Mm-hmm. But the run scores, inning over, but the run scores. Never came back from that. The only thing I can... And I did we see a shot for I don't remember seeing a shot from overhead. No. Would they have had had chance at the runner? Looked like it. Because that's the type of thing if the catcher is yelling cut throw, then that means the catcher doesn't believe they're going to get him out and he's making the right play and they do get the third out of the inning. Depends it depends so who on makes the, situation. the call on that, you think? It should be the catcher. So because if the catcher doesn't say anything, that that dude's not cutting that ball off. Uh, it depends. There's the different teams do it differently. Yeah, we usually the way we do it, just so there's no mistake. Although it still happens, it's either cut and then to the base, cut two, cut three, whatever, or the catcher will yell through, 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 and that means you let it go. I don't know how a major league team does it. That's how yeah. we do it. Oh man, it annoys but the, me. But the catcher is the guy who is seeing the feet. He sees everything. He can feel it. And he's got to make that, and it's instantaneous. I mean, you yeah. gotta if you don't think you're going to get him at home, but you got him hung up, especially if it's third out of the inning, it's not the wrong call. But I understand what you're saying. Then they had one inning late in the game where they the Phillies they got struck out the entire side. The eighth inning, I believe, they struck out the side. All the fans are yeah. not happy. Jerry. No, you know it's funny how that place is a raucous environment. We've talked about it all postseason. There was there was anxiety going into that game though last night because while it was I don't know it didn't come across on TV and I didn't watch a lot live I only saw the first two innings maybe uh, yeah I can say the first two innings before I fell asleep it didn't feel You're it right. felt like they were nervous you are correct and again that sounds weird watching it on TV but that's how it felt I I agree with that and then the home run the tied in the second. I thought they were back. Kind of got yes. Now all the play of all of a sudden, even Evan Longoria was talking about it after. Like after they hit the home run, things started to feel loud again. Yeah. And, uh, but then you know they 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 got down two one. They fought back, and once they fought back, kind of silenced them again. And I, you know, it's funny. I asked Steve Peichel once, the Rutgers coach, in one of the podcasts I've done with him. I said to you, more exhilarating to win at home raucous environment, home fans, or go into enemy territory and silence them and walk away. And he looked at me. I, don't, I honestly don't remember what his answer was, but he thought about it because there's really something about walking into a place where either A, you're hated, B, people don't think you have a chance, or C, it's just not expected. And to walk out a winner is just such a cool feeling. Yeah, it's like when you said, like, do you want to – Hit a game-winning home run or rob a, yes. or rob a game-saving home run. Both awesome. Both a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Man. Very true. So now we got Rangers Diamondbacks. Yeah, the thing that sucks for me with this is the fact that I don't think anyone's going to really pay. I yeah, hate to say that, but I, I don't agree. think anyone's paying. I think there was. You had star power with Bryce Harper in this Phillies lineup, and I do think more people would have cared. I I. I'll watch, but not many people are going to watch the yeah. Diamondbacks and the Rangers. They're just not. I know. That does suck. I was kind of getting into postseason I know. baseball. I, I, yeah, I know I am. I'm aware. I know. 
And by get into it, mean, you know, watch the highlight package. <laughs> well, and you put the 5 o'clock games yeah, on. and try to get, I was getting into it. You know, so for, that's, and that's, you know, there have been two big admissions by you in the last 14 days. Oh, what are those? The fact that you've actually watched some playoff baseball that yes. does not involve the Mets or the Yankees. And the fact that you said, I think we should talk more hockey. I mean, those two things <laughs> right there, yeah. you're maturing. Those are two big revelations for me so far. In I agree. this young fall season. I did check out the uh, the Frozen Frenzy last night, too. What is this now? It's the It was ESPN's trying to do red zone for hockey. Oh, really? I don't know that I cared for it, and here's why. I like the idea. Hockey, though, unless you're a diehard fan, you just don't know enough. I don't know. It's but, not like football. It's not. I feel like the NFL, we know all of the players, and maybe because we're more bigger football fans, but they're bouncing around from game to game last night. I watched it for maybe maybe 20 minutes. I was confused. Do you think it would work for the NBA? Because we know more of the NBA players. Well, so let's, first of all, let's dial it back. What exactly is the Red Zone Channel? It means that a team is driving down the field and they're in scoring position. Well, last time I checked, every time a guy's got a basketball in his hand, and they're across midcourt. Yeah. They're in scoring position. That'd be great. Uh, the Lakers have crossed midcourt. <laughs> right. And now the Celtics have crossed midcourt. Because, yeah. So it's, and even there were a couple of times with the, with the frozen frenzy last night, they're going to a game. Nothing's happening. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's I don't know why if, you're right. It only works in football. I almost think if you're going to do it, you need to start at 10 minutes after the games begin. And I don't know what time it starts. I don't know if it started right at six o'clock when the, those games started last night. But it's almost like it's on a delay. Go to the games right after the goals happen so that it's nonstop action. And I know there were some cases of that last night for sure, but there were also others where they'd go to a game and I'm watching it for 30 seconds and they're just circling around and nothing, shot, save. Okay, we'll go to another game. Okay, well, that was exciting. It's weird. Let's go to the Octobox, Jerry. We've got in the upper right-hand corner <laughs> Calgary at, at uh, the Rangers. They, well, the Rangers were in Calgary last night. They did Is that show- really true? Yeah. Oh, I just randomly picked those two <laughs> teams. Yeah, the Rangers beat the Flames last night. They did show one cool thing where they showed you all. Because remember, there were 16 games last night. Yeah. So they did. They kept showing you when they would come back from break or go to break. You would see all the TVs and all the game feeds. It was kind of cool. Hmm. Now, I guess uh, Chris Russo's retiring from his Sirius XM show today. Yeah, I guess he's gone. Now, I will say I did go back and I checked his Twitter. Yeah. So... At different parts of the day yesterday, he said this only applies to his Sirius XM show. Right. He was still doing high heat. Yeah. Then before the game, he was doubling down, like keeping my word. And then after the game, he wrote uh, crying emojis. Uh I saw that. So I guess he's out. I think he wanted to leave that show anyway. I cannot believe. And I think what he's going to do is say, I'm retiring when my contract runs out. But he did say he'd retire, quote, on on the the spot. On the spot. Yeah. Yeah, this whole thing is stupid. Honestly, this is stupid. He's worked himself into a little bit of a quandary now. He also, he also at one point said, maybe instead of retiring, what I will do is his son is an assistant coach for Northern Arizona basketball, yeah. I think. And his first game as an assistant coach is coming up next week, week and a half. He did at one point say, I'm not going to retire. Here's what I'll do. I will skip. I will not show up at my son's game. What's well, stupid. Which as a father... Is a yeah, but it's, horrible act. It's not, it's not a good enough payoff for someone like me. I, I need you to retire. Perfect. 
I agree it's a crappy thing to do to your kid, but I do agree to your listeners or detractors, no one cares about you going to see your kid's game. Correct. So what was interesting about this was Tori Lovello, you know who he is, I hope, the Diamondbacks manager. I do. I I did happen to see that, so I do know who he is. So here he was. This was in the pregame. I was surprised this actually came up, but I guess they asked him about what Russo said, and he was very honest about it. That type of stuff is kind of entertaining to me because I know that Mad Dog has a show and he's got to do his thing. Um, but I would love to see him quit if we won today. <laughs> and then here's the one that I thought was funny. There's nothing better than a wise guy New Yorker saying something and then having to chomp on those words. So that's how I'm processing it, and it'll be great. It'll be great if he goes, which I think he will go. And then real quick, did you hear this? This was all pregame? That was all pregame. Wow. That was all pregame. So it was clearly on their mind. There's no question about it. I got to see if I can find this real quick because this to me was this is after the game in the Diamondbacks locker room after they beat the Phillies. Like this got to them, like meaning word got to them that this dope on MLB Network did this on his radio show. It reminds me of the the Braves with Sal last year. After they clinched the division, they were tweeting at him. Yeah. And players were mentioning him. It's the same as Evan saying things about the Rays and Tampa and the Rays firing back at Evan. Like, we're in a... T-shirts made. You're like, we're in a world now where actually what you do say does get back to these guys. That's true. It's pretty wild. Yeah, that's cool. So he's going to have to quit. I guess he's out. There's a job opening now over there if any of the... um... Part well, I think you just move Adam Shine to uh, prime time now. Well, then uh, prime so, time shine. Uh, oh, that fits, Jerry. Prime time shine. Prime time shine. Maybe or Pat, prime shine. Maybe Pat Boyle could go get a full time uh, yeah, yes. hosting gig. Now. Well, prime time shine in the afternoon. Pat Boyle in the middays. There you go. We like Pat Boyle here, and we like him, Jerry. We do. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. To sure see is. What he does. I maybe even, he suspends himself for a month. I even saw Russo's son tweeting about it. Did it, Timmy? Yeah. Uh, whatever one's uh, the older one. Colin or Timmy? Not sure. Timmy's the old one, right, Eddie? Timmy's the oldest? He yeah. was tweeting, please don't force my dad to retire or he'll be following me around the house. <laughs> well, he, Nonstop. that's what he would do. He would follow him around. If Timmy's the basketball coach, I could see Chris on a traveling tour <laughs> following him around all the cities. Yep. So we'll see what happens later today. We'll yeah. see if he announces his retirement. So that's things, Jerry. I mean, me and Eddie, we were on the Phillies bandwagon. I know. We were all, we were all up about it. I know you were. I, I was know. shocked to see that when my alarm went off at 2 a.m. It was, to be honest, it was kind of cool having people care about baseball a little bit. Yes. With no Mets, no Yankees. Yeah. So. We got a little bit of that, Jerry. I'm still, listen, I still got my range. I, I'm buying a Rangers hat. All right. I'm buying a Rangers hat. No, I saw that uh, Max Scherzer, Jerry, he's still dealing with, uh, let's see, he's uh, dealing with, this was great. The headline was Max Scherzer dealing with new injury heading into the World Series. And I'm digging, digging, digging into the article. And it says, um, he has a cut on his thumb. <laughs> a cut on his thumb. Yeah. Don't they just glue that together? Glue it together. Put a Band-Aid on it. Are you well, allowed to pitch with a Band-Aid? I don't know if you can pitch with a Band-Aid. No, I don't think that's allowed. And then my other favorite thing was, uh, you know, I this Mattress Mac, who was stupid old guy in mm-hmm. Houston who always bets billions of dollars on the, He lost $7.9 million when the Rangers beat the Astros. Shut your face, Mattress Mac. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Mattress Mac and these Mac Scherzer's I feel like thumb. we, But I feel like we read some. I, that's why I don't give a crap about Mattress Mac. I feel like 
we read something about the way he does this where he actually wins by losing. Yeah. So it's like, eh, whatever. How do you make that much money selling mattresses? I don't, you know, it's so funny. There's a place that I pass by driving to work every day. It was a mattress store in a strip mall. Yeah. And my first thought is, how the hell is that place staying in business? Correct. Okay. They went out of business. Not very <laughs> long. About, about a year, year and a half out of business. So then a new place goes in. Maybe it's the same owners. I don't know. With another vision, because I can't figure this out either. They sell pool tables. How many pool tables do you have to sell to make rent? And how many people are buying pool tables? That is a good question. Bizarre, right? Yeah. So, And when you go into a mattress know. store, it's always sad. <laughs> it's sad? Yeah. Why is it sad? I feel sad for the guys, uh, men and women, selling the mattresses because they just look like... It's a good honest living. What's wrong I, with they you? just look desperate, like, please well, buy Well, they mattress. need to make their commission. They got to yeah. sell you the mattress. Now, There's... in fairness, you are walking in because you probably need a mattress. Right. But how many mattresses are you buying? Like, once you have a mattress, you don't need a mattress store for, like, 10 years. Yeah, I would agree. We're I married 25 years. We're, we just bought our third mattress. I would say it was right after the pandemic, so three years ago, two years ago. And I feel like if I Google mattress store near me, multiple mattress stores pop up. Yeah, you're probably right. Mattress stores and massage parlors. Yeah. <laughs> They're all over the place. Massage parlors <laughs> and the ones with no real... Um, branded sign. Right. Massage. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that is Flashing trouble. red light. <laughs> yep. That is that is trouble. It could be. That is a uh, that is a Robert Kraft situation. You want to go check out some mattress stores today? <laughs> go around Manhattan? <laughs> Not Manhattan, Jersey. Oh, Jersey. Yeah, and then you could get mattresses in like Costco and Sam's Club. Well, that's where we bought our last one was Costco. Right, so now all of a sudden the mattress store is like, what about us? Well, I know. Come we, on, Rackles. And that was... You know, I, for whatever reason, I'm very... What is that when you buy something on the spot? Impulse buy. Yes, that's me. And I remember, Kim and I had a conversation. We should start thinking about getting a mattress. I went to Costco like three days later. We came home with a mattress. <laughs> Didn't do a lot of research. Like, what? No. Right, because what It was on have? sale. It felt fine. And I, I remember saying, like, if it's not comfortable, we'll get that thick mattress pad. It's been fine. Big egg crate on the yeah. top. And, you and you know lay what? on that. She actually appreciated that I just... Did it. You took care of it like a man, yeah. Jerry. That's had, what men do. I had her truck that day. And we're like, all right, can I get some help and take this mattress? <laughs> so, yes, Costco. You fit a mattress. Did you do the move where people put the mattress on top of the truck and uh, or you put it no, in the, the actual truck? She's got an expedition. So oh. we're able to put the seats down right in. I always get nervous when bit. I see someone on the parkway with oh, uh, yeah. a mattress strapped to the uh, The to ladders the make me more nervous. Ladders, yeah, because those go through your windshield. And could decapitate. Yeah, decapitate, right. Yeah. But these matches, like, come on, get it delivered. Pay the extra money and get it delivered. Don't strap it on the hood of your no- Chevy Nova. And then they're doing 70. Yeah. <laughs> it and looks the, like they're going to take off. <laughs> the, the top of it's flapping. <laughs> yep, pretty much. All right, quick break, 518. We got Boomer and Geo coming up at 6 o'clock. And, uh, and all of you as well, lots to do. Baseball, football, and who knows what right here on The Fan. Twins News Time 525. Investigators say an off-duty pilot accused of trying to bring a plane down during a flight to San Francisco said he used psychedelic mushrooms about 48 hours earlier. More from ABC's Ran and Alley. Oh, hi there. Yeah, this dude used mushrooms. Back to you, Jerry. (laughs) 
Jerry, with you. Sue Adler got a little confused there. <laughs> where are people getting mushrooms from, by the way? I don't know where people get weed from if they're well, not going to the dispensary. Yeah, all right. Mo- people are still getting weed from their weed guy. Yeah, because they said the weed stores are too expensive. Like, if I wanted to smoke weed, yeah. forget the dispensaries for a second. Do you go online and look for a weed guy? Is it through friends? Do you, are there areas that you go where you know people are selling it? I think for you, me, or Eddie, it'd be through uh, D- WFA and employees that we know. <laughs> <laughs> I know a handful right off the top of my head. I'd be like, I need some How weed. How about that? <laughs> I need some weed, bro. Where's Gallo? <laughs> <laughs> right. That would take new meaning. That's funny. We've got a guy who does our uh, our remote broadcasts, I might ask him. <laughs> they a could, number of people, Jerry. They could get us a guy to a guy. Yeah. Anybody I see wearing a Grateful Dead shirt or a fish shirt around here, I would probably ask that person. Although, you know who's a big uh, fish guy? Who that? And I can't imagine he's a weed guy, although, Eddie, you would know. And if you do, don't say it. There's no Bob Wischusen, who's the Jets play-by-play guy. Yeah. He loves the. He loves guy. fish. You, huge fish yeah. guy. Him and his wife. They go to concerts all. The, at least they used to all the time. I don't see Bob as a weed guy. Yeah, I think there are outliers, Jerry. People who like the Grateful Dead who don't smoke weed. I think yeah, Bob's an outlier. Yeah, I people who love uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Were you ever a deadhead? No, Never I tried. Was. Like, and I had my friends down in Tampa, and when I worked in radio down there, they loved the Grateful Dead. And they used to play Grateful Dead all the time. Mm-hmm. I, ju- I could never get into it. Well, I tried. Well, there's a lot of good songs. I mean, the, the popular ones. Yeah. But, uh, like, they would put on these uh, live shows mm-hmm. that just were on and on jamming. See, I don't I, like that. I don't like a jam. That was my problem with the Dave Matthews Band the yes. one time I went. The uh, Touch of Grey, right? That's their, that was, yeah, that that was, was their a, last hit. That was a, uh, yeah, because of MTV. They had an MTV right. video for that. You yeah. think they, I always, I always love this question. You think they knew that that was their last hit when they wrote it. No. Like, it was over after that. I mean, it was like the 80s. Like, they're done. I mean, come on. Um, No. They did have a... You know what? They did have an album after that. An album, but not a hit song. They had an album after that that I I know WNDW played, and they were on Letterman and performed a song. All right, so maybe it wasn't their last one. Okay. I forget what what that album was called, but... uh, yeah, that and, and yeah, that, that I would say that after that one, I didn't, I don't recall them having a radio hit, as Got we it. say, Jerry. All right, Daniel Jones did his boring segment with. Uh, I got to tell Kay you Adams. something. Let me. I, mm-hmm. She's phenomenal. Is that right? And the fact that I don't want to sound disrespectful, I don't know who's watching it though. Nobody. It, well. <laughs> Zero people <laughs> live watching it live. Zero. I, I don't know who watches it. But I will tell you, her interviewing skills, and I know she's comfortable with him. I understand that. She is outstanding, though, the way she goes from topic to topic. She stays on topic. Then we'll pull a question out of left field that he is, like, stunned by and has to answer. It's really – so he was on for 18 minutes. I got through most of it, almost all of it, so I'll have a lot of audio throughout the course of the morning. She she really is. She's very good at it. Yeah, she should have stayed at NFL Network. Well, that's where a, people could see her stuff. That's a different thing. But yeah, I'm I'm I I'm complimenting her. All right, but it is weird that I never see her, Correct. unless something like this. Correct. I like how he goes. Um, he was asking about his neck, his yeah. neck injury. He's like, um, I'm able to do everything. Yep. Except have contact Correct. with another human being. 
Yes, and so... All right, so that's important for football. Yeah, he was all over the place with this because he says that, then at one point towards the end, she's like, what has to happen for you to play Sunday? And he's like, I just got to show them that I'm capable of playing. Do you expect to play Sunday? I Yes, I expect to play Sunday against the Jets. So is it that you can't take contact? Is it that you feel fine? You just have to show them that you feel fine? Is there a scan that shows you're fine? And if not, then why would you expect to play Sunday? Right. So it was a he was all over the map with that. Yeah. So I guess they always say that what's the big day is Thursday. If he if he's cleared for contact on Thursday, Thursday, then he'll play. And if not, then we will see Mr. Tyrod Taylor. What do you think? I think Tyrod Taylor's playing. Yeah, see, I don't. I think I think Jones will play Sunday. I think the Aaron Rodgers versus forty million dollar Daniel Jones man that we thought we were getting is going to be Zach Wilson against Tyrod Taylor. Wouldn't that be something if you think back to the season yeah. when you saw this game on the schedule? Right. Giants coming off a playoff win in Minnesota. The Jets with Aaron Rodgers. Giants Jets week eight is one of those teams going to be six and zero, <laughs> right? Or seven and one, <laughs> or whatever six and one, and instead. One's two and five, and the other's three and three. And Aaron Jones is talking about uh, free your medical choices or whatever the hell he said. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what the yes. hell? A bizarre. Yeah. Well, at the end of his interview with Pat McAfee, he said, "Quote: I believe in medical freedom and informed consent, and I'm voting for Robert F. Kennedy Jr." Yeah. Have a great day, everybody. Okay. He just wanted to get it in there at the end. And also, from if you read this mm-hmm. or saw it starting to pull back this whole notion that he's going to play this year. Oh, really? Well, from the standpoint of he talked about how complicated, like getting the the fibers of the Achilles right and learning, not learning to walk again, but you can't push it too quick because it's got to heal. Like all of a sudden he started to sound like this, this is, I still, my goal is to still play, but it is difficult. You know, like, yes, this is not easy. That's why it takes five months. Yeah. I guess one of the things he was talking to McAfee about was that in the beginning of the rehab process, things things move in. Quickly. Yeah. Incrementally larger. Yeah. If that's a saying. I know what you mean. Yeah. And now, like, the gains are very Correct. tiny. At first, it was Big gains. feeling better very quickly. But now, in terms of performance and being able to do things for being on a football field to do things athletically, like the, uh, you know what? Unless you want to completely rupture this thing and start over, this takes time. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm not saying he won't do it. I don't think he will. But it starts to sound like maybe reality's hitting him. Like you know what? This is not going to be as easy as I thought it was. Yeah, I think this week in particular, he was yep. saying that it was a rough rehab week. But he said he's going to the giant check in. Yeah. yeah, why not? He's Get got, out there. Yeah, he'll be there. He'll be out there slinging balls on the field before the game. He very well might be. I guess the, so who's the favorite in this one? I, the, the Jets, I Jets believe. are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Yes. Hmm. What do you think of that right now as we sit here on a Wednesday? That seems about right. I seems mean, about right. Yeah, I mean, the Jets defensively, as we talked the other day, that's probably the best unit that's on the field. Um, the Giants have looked better, but at the end of the day, as better as they've looked with Tyrod Taylor, they've scored 23 points in two games. Last time I checked, that's 11.5 points a game. That's not great. So, I yeah, I think the Jets are a little bit better. Doesn't if, mean they're going to win, but we'll see. If I were to ask you, what would the over-under need to be in order for you to take the over for me to say total offensive touchdowns in the game? 
Are we talking about, hold on, total off, you want the over-under for points and then total touchdowns? No, I just wanted to, if there was an over-under for total offensive three touchdowns and a half, in the game. I would game, take the over. You would take the over at three and a half? Yeah, I wouldn't take it at four and a half, though. And yeah. I'm, not even, I'm not even sure I'd take three and a half, actually. Four <laughs> right, touchdowns? Right, because you need four touchdowns. I mean, like, the Jets don't score touchdowns. They kick field goals. Right. The Giants kick field goals. They scored two touchdowns last week. And I'm not counting a defensive score. You know what I'm saying, right. Jerry? If it was offensive touchdown. Here, here are the two overs I would give you. Okay. If the touchdown total was two and a half, I would take the over. I think three and a half, I'm no. A four and a half, I'm taking the under. And the points, boy, I would take the over if the points were at 29 and a half. 29 and a half? <laughs> For both teams. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. And I think if the under over was... 35 or up, I'm taking the under. Anywhere in between 30 and 35, I'm out. Now, I know we sometimes say uh, you never know at the NFL. It's always something No, right. Weird. This could be 42-35. We wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> Correct. Would not be shocked. Do we know what the over-under is? Uh, I don't, Jerry, but... Um, I'm checking that now. Over-under. Just Google it. I am. I actually on Google right now. It's right Giants, in the middle Jets, of Over-under. All right, here we go. Go to... The uh, first thing that's going to pop up is SB Nation. So I will look at that. That's All right. fine. Uh, if this... Computer would load. Awesome. All right, I don't know. It's loading. Yeah, low. Oh, here we go. 35 and a half. So you would take the under on that. I would take the under. Yeah, yeah I would. 35 and a half, I would take the under. Think about this. If you got a 17-14 game, that doesn't sound horrible. No. That's that sounds thir- about right. That's 31 points. Yeah. You're still you're right. four points to the over-under. Yeah, you're right. That's the under. You take 20 the to under 14, there. that's the under. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking the under. Yeah, I have to. Then again, I didn't. I didn't bet the Rangers when I should have. And jackass, I'm sure I'll forget to do this too. It'd be great if both quarterbacks put up three touchdowns each. I don't see it. I don't either. I don't see it. The problem. Forget the fact that they don't score. The issue I would have going into this game is the Jet defense has been outstanding. I mean, really good in the second half, but they've been really good all season long. They've been aside from the. A game hero, I shouldn't say a game, aside from a quarter hero there, they've been relatively consistent and they've been really good. The giant defense has shown signs of life the last couple of weeks. To go into Buffalo and hold that team to what was it, 14 or the 14 9 was the final? Yes. To hold Josh Allen down and shut them out through three quarters. And then the way I know Sam Howell gets hit a lot and he has all season, but the way they beat the crap out of him on Sunday, the two best units in total on Sunday, are going to be the defenses. If this is a 42-35 to 35 shootout, I should, I'll should i pull a Russo. I should never watch the NFL again. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, you're I said quit. should. No, no, I'm not I'm quitting. You're I not going to watch football. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not. Uh, but it's almost like what? I don't know what I'm looking at then. Because that would make zero sense. If you told me, all right, more surprising to you. And this is a serious this question. This is really surprising. This is really surprising. If I told you that the final score was 38-31, you would say what? That's really surprising. Okay. If I told you the final score was 6-3, you would say what? That's about right. But yeah. I mean, no l- surprise. Lower than I thought, but not as surprising. But not a as, shock. No. You know, I mean, that, that's kind of where we're at with these two teams. They don't score. Correct. And then you've got their the defenses looking to kill the opposing quarterback. Yeah, pretty much. Like, what would you take uh, as a halftime score of this game? <laughs> Over under points? Yeah. Ten and a half. <laughs> I might take the under. Seven three, halftime. Yeah. Six nothing. You're right, right. <laughs> yeah. 
I would take because those odds got to take an oh. Do you imagine taking the under on ten and a half at the halftime? <laughs> those odds got to be good, but not great, right? Like the Giants scored eleven and a half points a game the last two games and won one. Yeah, I I'm not a betting man uh, these days, but I might download the app and just bet <laughs> stuff within the, just bet stuff within the uh, the Jets Giants game. Yeah, and this is what you bet: you bet a touchdown for Saquon Barkley. All right, go anytime touchdown for Saquon Barkley might um, be the only touchdown. Jerry, I'm taking all of the unders, <laughs> New York. Uh, we'll take all a, the under. We'll take a quick break as we are over our uh, stops time, and when we come back, we'll get to more football. Also. The NBA season began last night as Al will break down the Nuggets and the Lakers and then a little bit of the Suns and Warriors. All that and more right here on The Fan. Oh, Britney Spears, quarter six. What is up? The Knicks open up with the Boston Celtics tonight. The new season underway. Before we get to Britney Spears, Al will give us his uh, breakdown of this game and his five keys to a Knicks win tonight. Sure, I didn't even know the NBA season started. <laughs> yes, you did. Although I did see, you know, we have a Miss Pac-Man out in the yes. newsroom now. That's and Sal brought. we got another addition. And we now have NBA Jam, which is I cool. I like what they're doing. We're making it, I don't say fun. It's always been fine around here. Yeah. But it's been, it's gamesy. It now, is games. We got those two things. There's Papa's shot back there. Where? In there in the the fun office. What what's the There's fun like office? a there I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the Brandon and Sal office or it's just an office space back there, but Sal's got like his baseball helmets, like little mini helmets, he's got his baseball cards and Papa shot. Wow. And Sal's the one bringing in these yes. video game systems. Correct. Yes. That it's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Kind of cool. So it's not a company initiative. No. It's a Sal, Sal initiative. Uh, Sal's been doing this. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it is very cool. I love it. Yeah, fun. I go out there. I see people playing the video games. It's Not fun. being productive. Yeah, it makes us feel a little relaxing after a show. Absolutely. Go out there. Yep. Play yep. a little yep. video yep. game action, Jerry. I like it. Uh, the Britney Spears book is out. Well, will you be purchasing this and reading it? Britney uh, Spears, Jerry. I don't know. It's um, maybe. Is that right? Yeah, I like I do like biographies. Me too. Especially, um, I don't like the unauthorized ones because I don't know how much truth is. I mean, there's always some truth to them, but I don't know how much they stretch. And I also know a biography written by the person can slant it their way. Mm-hmm. But I would be interested to hear what she says about her life. I mean, yes. she is fascinating with the Disney stuff growing up and... Uh, I might. It's possible. Yeah. The the weird thing, though, like once this book came out, and I, I think it just came out this week, but I guess they released the book first to the press. And yeah. I feel like they're taking all the good stuff out of it already. So you could read the book mm. without really reading the book. I don't know about that. Just I mean, if you got page 300 six. pages and you're giving you six stories, That's what true. the hell did you write in 300 pages then? Yeah. So I'm not so sure about that. But yeah, I, I could be intrigued enough. I don't know that I would buy the book, but would I buy it for the tablet? Yes, I could see myself doing that. Nice long flight. Maybe when we go to Vegas for Super Bowl, we all read Britney Spears' book and do like a book club situation when we get there where we sit around and we talk about a it. A book club for one book? Yeah, just okay. for the one book. Hey, listen, we can do a warm-up show about Britney Spears if you'd like. The Britney Spears book, a breakdown. Yeah. Did you see McMonagall was talking about this yesterday? So if this is slightly off, I miss, I'm pretty sure I got it right. What was... um. The guy from Full House, Uncle Jesse, what's his name? John Stamos? Yes. He was telling a story that John Stamos revealed 
when he was in the height of doing Full House, and you know, good looking dude, and he had the world by the uh, the nuts, as they say. Um, he was dating a model who kind of ghosted him for two days. So he went to the house to see if she was okay, and peeked in the window, and she was in bed naked with uh, Tony Danza. I did see this, Jerry. Do you imagine? Like you would think you're John Stamos. Well. He, no one's doing that to me. Yeah. I'm no. the hot chick in this relationship. Apparently she was. And, yeah. And it was Tony Danza. Tony freaking Danza. Yeah. What was his show? Uh, with Taxi. The, Who's the, the boss? Who's the boss? Yeah. Who's the boss I loved? Because I loved Alyssa, Mil- Alyssa Milano. And Judith Light was the older woman. <laughs> Judith Light, by the way, was in a Law & Order. I want to say, mm, I'm going to say 10 to 12 years ago. I'll see if I can find the year exactly. She looked the same. Yeah. That Judith Light. Remember her name in the show? No, I do Angela. not. Angela. You don't remember that? No. Remember I don't the mom? Even remember what was, I do remember the mom. I don't even remember what Who's the Boss was about. Like, what? who was Tony Danza? So he was from, him and his daughter were from Brooklyn. Oh, so his he, daughter was Alyssa Milano on the yes. show? Okay. And they were looking for, uh, he was looking for work or home. I don't remember exactly the first show. How he it, was a single dad? But he was, he was her housekeeper. Single dad, and he was the housekeeper. For the rich woman was Correct. Judith Light. Right, Angela, yes. And her mom. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the mom, you know, was fun, and Angela was not fun. Stuck up, sort of. Uh, like a prude. A prude, okay. Yeah. Not, no, not stuck up at all, but more of a prude. And Tony Danza character tried to get it on with Judith Light, or no? No, but as the show went on and on, I do believe I lost interest towards the end. I'm pretty sure they got together at the end. Is that right? I think I'm the boss. <laughs> I think they did. Who's yes. the boss? I'm Who's the boss, boss Jerry. Yes. I'm pretty sure they did. Jerry, Let's meet see. the new boss, same as the old boss. All right, so I'm going to write in in Google. Did Tony and Angela... The first thing comes up, did Tony and Angela get married on Who's the Boss? <laughs> At the start of Season 8, Tony and Angela finally acknowledge their love for one another. However, the series does not end with the widely expected marriage, but more ambiguous. Okay. Because, all right. Angela sleeps with John Stamos instead. <laughs> <laughs> Gets him back. She did not. She did not, that did not happen. <laughs> He's such a jackass. Mm. What is her name? Judith Light? Judith Light, Jerry. Judith Light. I want to see. I tell you, even the photo that comes up from today, she looks outstanding. Oh, Judith yeah. Light, Law and Order. All right, let's see. I'm gonna, I said 10 to 12 years ago. It was, she portrayed 2000. Oh, my God. That's longer than I thought. What did I say? 10 to 12 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, March 29th of 2002. So 21 years ago. Uh, but you know what? She was in one in 2010. I take that back. 2010. So that was 13 years ago. Jerry C., she is 74 years, is I say, really? young. Wow, good for her. She hails from Trenton, New Jersey. Is that true? I didn't that's know. Right. I didn't know she was a Jersey girl. That's right, Jerry. All the hotties come from New Jersey. And, she, and you know what's the first image that shows up? Mad Dog Radio. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Mad Dog Radio. Judith Light. Let's welcome Judith Light to the show. <laughs> didn't you retire? <laughs> Jackass. He had to quit and retire, yes. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, this was uh, kind of interesting, Jerry. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, they played uh, Monday night, the 49ers and the Vikings. After the game... Uh, Harrison Phillips of the Vikings, who was a Stanford teammate of uh, Christian McCaffrey, appeared to want to do a jersey swap, mm. and Christian McCaffrey waved him off. Former teammate, that doesn't seem like the right thing to do. Maybe they weren't that close. Maybe he doesn't like him. Maybe that, Those could be true. Maybe he slept with his wife. I don't know. Mm, good who, point, who Jerry. We don't know. Whatever. 
It also doesn't seem like a fair trade. You're getting uh, well, a Christian but we McCaffrey. see that all the time, though. You're fairness. getting a Christian McCaffrey jersey. Yes. I'm getting a Harrison Phillips jersey. But how many times have we seen that Tom Brady doing a jersey swap with some quarterback that's not going to have a career? <laughs> right or wrong? I don't know. I, no, I, I always feel like that. I always feel like it was like the popular wide receivers where it'd be like Odell Beckham with like uh, like uh, uh, who's the fast guy in the Dolphins? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. That's an even swap. That's also the one you see. Yeah. I think this happens more than you realize. You're right. Tom Brady got n- super nice at the end of his career. He was yeah. signing balls for dudes that picked them off. He got reflective. He did get reflective. As you're getting towards the end, you get very reflective. Mm. As we have at times. No, I get very reflective. Very reflective. 54 sounds old these days. It sure does. I know. <laughs> Even though it's not, it can it can feel that way. Can I guess the sports minute? Yes. Amy Lawrence, Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence talks about the the NBA season is underway. You are aware that the uh, team went to the World Series last night. <laughs> Hit it, Eddie. Darn it. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. When you put in actors from New Jersey, yeah, Judith Light, not there. Very disrespectful for a legendary sitcom She's more star. popular than half these people That's on right. this list. Yeah, we, this is what happened. As you said, Jerry, a long time ago, you said, some people will do things in life and others will be forgotten. A lot of people are forgotten. Unfortunately, Judith Light has been forgotten. Uh, not here. Not, not here. On. Not on this program. I need, I wonder, Jerry, do, is there audio of this? Because this is a terrific Mike Tomlin quote. Not yet. He Can, says... Uh, if, if is there audio of this... <laughs> The proper question is, have you recorded and listened to the Mike Tomlin press yeah. conference yet? No, I have not. It is about seventh on the list that I will get to. Hopefully by 930 we'll have it. Well, his quote is, he said, we just need to do routine things routinely. Yeah. Oh, he's we've had that. He said that before. He does that Oh, one? yeah. We need to do routine things routinely at the early stages of games. Yep. What do you think he means by that? Like run the ball. Not turn the ball over. Not turn it over. Well, gain yards. Tackle. Block and Not tackle. Lose yards. Block fundamentals. And tackle, fundamentals. The wow. fundies, as Keith Hernandez yeah. would say. Yes. Do those WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.